0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. So everything you'll need in this life, every car tire, every roof on your house, every new apartment, every, every debt paid in full, every healing that you need, every victory over problems in your marriage, everything that you will ever need, God has already blessed you with now he's asking you to get revelation. Now you're going to dominate things that may try to come into your environment. Dominating is a mindset. It's a mindset. It's not competing. It's dominating. And how you identify yourself has a lot to do with your ability to dominate. Because you got to see yourself as God sees you. The devil doesn't want you to come up to the level that. He knows if you get that identification, you will no longer compete. You will. We discovered something about this word revelation. Revelation, we are saying, is something that is beyond sense knowledge. It's revelation knowledge. It's knowledge that came right from God into our spirit. It didn't come through our senses. We didn't get it from out here. We got it from him. And that this revelation knowledge here is knowledge really that causes spiritual growth. It causes you and I to grow up. That we just don't just read the word, but we read it and look for revelation in that word. And when you're talking about revelation, you're not talking about something that's not done. Because Revelation really, if you look at it, it's just revealing something that's already there. If, 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 um, if I've got something covered up and I've got a sheet over it covering it, covering it up, and I pull the sheet off, it wasn't that it wasn't there, it was just, it wasn't revealed. Got it? So everything God's gonna do for you, he's already done. And Revelation is just putting the covers off of what he's already done so that you can use it. Because if you can't get it revealed, you can't really get it restored. Got it saying? So revelation is not some future. When you're talking about what's gonna to happen to you, it's already happened. <laughs> Whatever God's gonna do for you, he's already done. Okay? Now let's just look at one more place just to verify that. Let's go look at psalm chapter 22 psalm 22 verse 1 my god my god why hast thou forsaken me where did you hear that when jesus was on the cross now notice when it was written this was written hundreds of years before he came how did they know that because it was already done it was already done Let's look at another place, in that same chapter. Let's look at verse 18. Are you with me? They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Now what is that talking about? Remember when Jesus on the cross, the Roman soldiers took his robe. That was a designer robe. And they did not want to tear it, so they cast dice. They shot dice, cast lots for it to see who would get it." Hey, it's already written. They just played it out. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. See, if you know how you're going to come out, am I right about it? If you know how you're going to come out, well, you won't worry about anything. Say, hey, I know how this is going to turn out, so I'm, I'm cool. problem comes when you don't know what's coming. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. Verse eight, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the who? Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Who is the lamb? Jesus. When was Jesus slain according to this scripture? Foundation of the world. He wasn't slain two thousand years ago. He was slain more than six thousand years ago, for the foundation of the world. It, it, God saw what you were going to need and 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 prepared you for it. That's your provision. Jesus was your Savior, and He prepared a Savior before you before you were born. All right, coming over to Ephesians chapter. One, please, Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one, look at verse three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings, where? In heavenly places. Now, now, in Christ. Now, is he gonna bless you? No, what does it say? He said he already hath blessed you with what? Now, with what? All what? All what? Spiritual blessings, where? Where are they? In heavenly places, where? In Christ. Next verse. According as He has chosen us in Him before when? The foundation of the world. All right, so when were you chosen? Before the foundation of the world. When were you blessed? Before the foundation of the world. How many, how much blessings, how, whatever, have you been blessed with? All. all what does all mean? How many is left after all? How many blessings are left after all? None. So everything you'll need in this life, every car tire, every roof on your house, every new apartment, every every debt paid in full, every healing that you need, every victory over problems in your marriage, everything that you will ever need God has already blessed you with, now he's asking you to get revelation. Because through revelation, you get your restoration. Whatever's revealed to you is what's gonna be restored to you. Now, it's already there, but where is it? It's in the invisible realm. Can I see in the invisible realm? Yes, you can, but you have to see it by faith. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by. Word of God. Turn back to Genesis, please. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, For the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, Lift up now your eyes, and look from the place where you are, northward and southward, eastward and westward, for all the land which you see, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Until you can see it, you're not entitled to get it. So we've got to see some things. Say, I'm a seer. I'm a seer. So revelation provides the access to it, and the Bible tells you what's available, and whatever God promised, if you see it spiritually, then God can deliver it to you practically or naturally. So the obstacle is revelation. You've got to see it. Now, a man or woman cannot serve two masters. So you can't look right and see left. You've got to, you got to believe God and depend on God, and that's Jeremiah chapter 17, verses five through, uh, through eight. I won't read them. He said, "'Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, he will not see when good comes.'" So the enemy's trick is to get you to trust in the world versus trust in the Word. And as people do, then they don't get light from the kingdom. They can't see things, all right? So as we see things, God can give them to us. I had to see this mall. I had to see some things. Coming over here to Joshua, please, in Joshua chapter one. Uh, to, pardon me, Joshua chapter six. Look at Joshua chapter six. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel, none went out. And none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given into thy hand what? Jericho. And the what? King thereof. And who else? The mighty men of valor. Praise God. Okay, so what am I saying to you? I'm saying that God has done some things for you. And what we have to do is see it or discover it. It's already there. But now we have to discover it or see it because whatever's revealed to us is what's going to be restored to us. Now, redemption is not complete without divine provision. Redemption is not complete. Well, you, you'll catch it in a minute. Now, remember, remember how the devil likes to control God's people, and one of the ways is just through pure ignorance. They just don't know any better. Keep the truth hidden. But another way is through their diet, what they eat. Now you remember as they came out of Egypt, they were eating food in Egypt, and they came into the wilderness, and they switched to manna, and then they came into Canaan, and they switched to fruit everywhere they changed their diet. And in Numbers it said that when, when the food didn't look like it was coming on time, they said, let's go back to Egypt. Then we sat by the flesh pots. And I'm trying to figure out what is flesh pots? And the best I could come up with is chitlings. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the best I could come up with, and you probably could come up with something else. But I'm just saying that they they are i don't know whether you know about slaves and what they ate i mean historically i read it and they always ate the throwaways of the master house and the throwaway of a slave was hog intestines called chitterlings it was hog pig feet come on pig tail come on pig ears head hog cheese I'm talking about all this that some of you probably have never heard of in your life, and you're probably much better off not even heard about it. But my point to you is, is that was the diet in, back in Egypt. They were slaves, folks. There wasn't no filet mignon at the house. There was throwaways, and they wanted to go back to that. Now, the problem with that is that you must. Take heed what you eat. Because what kind of word you're getting is reflected in your ability to dominate. No natural man is stronger than the devil. You need the word of God. Say amen to that. And what kind of word you're getting reflects your ability to dominate. Now, notice what he said to Adam. He's giving you dominion. He's giving you dominating. He's not going to give you competition. You're not competing with Satan. You're dominating him. You're not competing with disease. You're dominating it. You're not competing with that stuff on your household. You're dominate it. Say amen to that. You dominate, and that word's got to get in your mind, dominate, dominate, dominate. I'm here to dominate. I'm here to dominate I'm here to dominate. Say amen to that. You see, sometimes a, a basketball game, and the other team just blew this team out, and people say, man, they just dominated them people. They made them look so bad. I'm saying that's the way you should be to the devil. You should just blow him out, just dominate it. Say amen to that. Now, this business of struggling with the devil, that is a stage maybe you came through, but you're not there anymore. You're over to a place called vengeance and recompense. You're over in a place where now you're going to dominate things that may try to come into your environment. Nothing's supposed to happen in this world unless we allow it to happen in this world. Say amen to that. Dominating is a mindset. It's a mindset. It's not competing. It's dominating. That's a mindset. You got to flip that. And, 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 what, how you identify yourself has a lot to do with your ability to dominate. Because you got to see yourself as God sees you. Over in Exodus chapter 7, he told, uh, uh, well, let's look at it. Exodus chapter 7. Look at it, please. No, you have it? And the Lord said unto Moses, What? See. See." Lord, have mercy. Do what? See. See. Do what? See. I have made you a who? God to Pharaoh. (laughs) I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Are you following what I'm saying here? And see when when you when you see yourself like that, he, he, Jesus said, "I and the Father are one." And they got on Jesus and they said, "Wait a minute, that's blasphemy." Now, what are they trying to do? They pick up stones to stone him. Well, why would they try to stone him when he said that? Now, understand, he worked some miracles over here. He done this, and they were, people were saying, "Well, he's a prophet." But once Jesus said he's on the same level with God, he's in God's class. He's, he's, he, he, Lord have mercy. He and the Father are one while they took up stones. Why? The devil doesn't want you to come up to the level that he knows if you get that identification, you will no longer compete. You will... Say amen to that. You don't go anywhere hoping you get a job. You take a job. Praise God, I need some work right now. Say amen to that. Don't let things just run over your house and so forth. You shut it down. You ain't going to come in here and play all that kind of music. I'm shutting that down. Say amen to that. No, you got to dominate. Boy, I feel that myself. Praise God. Bible said, Jesus said, didn't the scripture say you are God's? And all of you are children of the most high. Praise God. Now, so understanding vengeance brings a significant change in your attitude. And when you're talking about Moses being placed there to go to Pharaoh like that, I call it divine positioning. Because when you're divinely positioned, then you have been placed on a platform for the supernatural. And wherever you are sent, God is going to back you. Angels and everybody else are going to make their way to make sure that nothing will happen to you. Say amen to that. And the thing about vengeance now, Moses tried to take vengeance on himself and kill this Hebrew, but God didn't say that. That's not who vengeance belongs to. Vengeance belongs to God. Let's go back and see it. Hebrews please. And Hebrews chapter 10. Glory to God. Are you getting something out of this? Yes. Hebrews chapter 10. Let me know when you get there. you there. Put it up on the board. Verse 30. <laughs> For we know him that has said, what? Vengeance belongeth to me. Keep going. And I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall do what? Judge his people. Vengeance doesn't belong to us. Doesn't belong to us. Vengeance belongs to God. So the days that you get mad with somebody and trying to take revenge against somebody, those days are over. Say amen to that. Those days are over. The only thing you're going to do is do what God told you to do say amen to that, because I want to show you when you take and make up your mind that you're going to obey God and do what God called you to do, say amen to that, then you will find that the number one job of the Holy Spirit today is that this Holy Spirit is to execute vengeance upon all the enemies of God's people. In other words, no longer can you be molested, no longer can you be harassed, no longer can you be assaulted, no longer can you be terrorized for anything that comes against you now. The Holy Spirit is right there to execute vengeance on your behalf today because you have a destiny to fulfill and you will fulfill that destiny for our Lord's return. Are you with me? Now turn to Daniel, please. Daniel chapter six. Let me show you an example of this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, Lord. And he said this. He said that uh, touch not my who anointed. Keep going and do my prophets. No harm. See, God won't even let anybody touch you. He even said that whatever trap they set for you, they gonna fall into it themselves. I'm just saying. You, the days for you fighting your own battles is over right now. You just lift up your hand and begin to give God the praise. Now here is here is Daniel. Watch this now, and Daniel. Look at what it says here, and verse 4. Then Daniel was being promoted because of its excellent spirit, the anointing that was on him. Verse 4, then the presidents and princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was a faithful, he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes, rulers, and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now the king established a decree and signed in writing that it may not be changed according to the law of the Mides, the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius, signed the writing and the decree. Now notice what they did. They just made an unjust law. Now Babylon sees you getting ahead, and they start making unjust laws, because he's got some, Satan's got some of his people occupying the high places. So notice what happened in verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks uh, uh, before the God, uh, his God, and as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. And notice what they did: they told on Daniel. Well, what happened? The Bible says the law of the Midis and Persians alter it not. You can't change it once it's made. And notice what they did. They took Daniel and they took him and threw him in the lion's den. Notice what happened. The king couldn't sleep all night. When they hold you or your property, they can't sleep. <laughs> now, now, here the next day, verse 18, then the king went into his palace and passed the night fasting. neither. Were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him." He was just tormented. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste into the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou serveth continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel to the king, Oh, king, live forever. Yeah. Now, this is a man that just threw him in the lion's den. He's, telling, he's saying to this man, Bless you, just live forever. Now, I'm saying, Isn't this something how you can not get angry when folk do you wrong? Yeah. Come on! Is this the right bunch I'm talking to? You see, it's an attitude thing. Once you get a manifestation or a a revelation of vengeance and recompense, it is guaranteed to change your attitude towards the people who don't even like you or are scheming against you, because you know no weapon formed against you. life. Every car tire, every roof on your house, every new apartment, every, every debt paid in full, every healing that you need, every victory over problems in your marriage, everything that you will ever need, God has already blessed you with. Now he's asking you to get revelation. Now you're going to dominate things that may try to come into your environment. Dominating is a mindset. It's a mindset. It's not competing. It's dominating. And how you identify yourself has a lot to do with your ability to dominate. Because you got to see yourself as God God sees sees you. you. The devil doesn't want you to come up to the level that he knows if you get that identification. You will no longer compete, you will!
1: Discover how your spiritual diet will determine your ability to dominate in your life with this powerful teaching by Pastor Bill Winston, entitled, Becoming a Dominator. To order on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at billwinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Order Becoming a Dominator today.
0: Well, hello. I have written a new book. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Now, this book was written because many Christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God, not talking about uh, your relatives or or the boss man or whatever, but who you are in the eyes of God because your image affects everything. It affects how high you it affects how rich you become, it affects all of that. And n- nobody really can affect that but you. Now, what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. He sees you as one of his family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known. Uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith.
1: Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.
0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.